the Lost World Minute, the Goodbye Minute podcast, with the 1997 sequel Jurassic Park, one minute time. I'm Brad. And Eddie. And today we're discussing Minute 18 of the Lost World. David, how have you been, sir? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. I've uh, been doing these dioramas. Ah, uh, yes, for a school project? Uh, yeah, it is. It's, um, it's in my photography foundations of photography two class. I'm uh, we got it to do pick pretty much pick whatever we wanted, and everybody else said I want to do portraits. Well, I want to do portraits. Well, I want to do dioramas, kind of just make these small spaces and small figures look look much more life sized. Yep. So I've been taking all my uh, Jurassic Park di- uh, dinosaur toys out to the woods and snapping a lot of photos of them. Mm, some very nice photos, um, getting in, in the little streams and that. Um, mm-hmm. Some shots definitely mirroring what we see later on in this film. <laughs> um, but we can post some of them up on the uh, on the Facebook page when uh, when this minute comes out. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's great just sort of seeing the, the contrast between a toy not being stuck in a shelf beside a hundred others. Um mm. I do it. I do it a fair bit with uh, my other passion, Transformers. Um, even our club has a, uh, a segment on a Wednesday on the on the group and on the website uh, called "Take Your Bot to Work Day," where it's just getting getting the figure off the shelf and out in the real world, whether it's mm-hmm. in the in the kitchen doing something or. Um, and there's been some real good ones with them uh, fishing on a wharf or <laughs> just uh, stuff like that out in the real world, but. Um, this is just uh, just for a bit of fail. We've got a competition for the end of the year, but um, it's just people on their iPhones or whatever else snapping photos. It's not uh, mm. not uh, getting down to the uh, the finer points of photography. But you can definitely see the difference. Like some of your shots, yes, you can see it's a toy, but you can imagine it being the real animal. They're mm. uh, in the stream or or stalking, and, and they're good to see. Yeah, that was basically my intent behind it too, was to kind of get these more wildlife shots from these dinosaur toys because anybody can go out and take a picture of a deer in the in the woods. Who has pictures of dinosaurs? <laughs> uh, and their Jurassic Park licensed dinosaurs too. Look for the piece <laughs> trademark. <laughs> yeah, but thank you for uh, for posting them up online. It's uh, it's good to see. As I said before, it's 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 one thing to see people's collections and everything mm-hmm. crammed on a shelf, but it is uh, I do enjoy seeing seeing toys out uh, trying to be real, trying to be real things. Yeah, I'll, I'll post up some of my better ones. Uh, yeah. Kind of show off some of the best of the best. Yep. Mommy, Daddy, you've got to come see this. I found something. We've got some new set news from Jurassic World 2. I wish we'd get a title by now. We need a title. <laughs> Yeah, we do. Just, just yeah. Um, now, some of this, it's not necessarily spoilerish. Um, you can check out check out most of this stuff on the uh, internet somewhere. Um, we've got a drone. Someone took a drone over um, Hawley Common in Hampshire to uh, get an aerial view of some of the sets being built over there. As a drone drone fly myself, you uh, unless you get up close, you can't really see a lot. No. From the air, but um, it, it gives yeah. a good scale. It gives a good scale what's going on over there. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I've never uh, flown a drone myself, but I've seen footage from drones. And unless you got an HD camera on it, you really can't see much. 
Yeah, yeah. Mine's mine's got a um, uh, it's it's a 1080p high def camera, but uh, they don't zoom, so no. they just got that standard frog eye sort of frog eye lens on them, so you can get some good visuals. But yeah, if you want to uh, get up close to something, you need to be flying pretty close to it, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which is also good because of uh. The pine trees and that we've seen around the front of Lockwood Manor. Um, I've been putting my drone to work in some uh, pine plantations here, just getting some eerie um, video stuff. I want to try and put together as a bit of a little fan fan film thing. So keep going with that and let post it up when it's done. We've got the uh, the James Cromwell interview um, on Larry King. Now we don't need to go into all of it. It has been released, but there's a bit of mm-hmm. uh, spoilery stuff in it. You can check out the video online where he uh, talks about his uh, his relationship to Hammond, um, and really one of the uh, one of the fathers of Jurassic Park, along with Hammond. Yeah. Which it's I heard I've heard it uh, being praised for building the mythology of Jurassic Park, but mm-hmm. it's it's sort of run that that uh, that line of just retconning, and so he can tell more stories. And it kind of reminds me of, um, and we kind of discussed this before, I think, is that he, he kind of had discussed it as a Norman Aderton kind of personality who was in the novels, an early partner to John Hammond mm. who got cut out early or something like that. I can't remember for what reasons or if any reasons were given in the first place. But it kind of that's what kind of uh, makes it sound like. Yeah, and... We know they've said before that they're um, going back to that first novel for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, it sort of it can lend itself well to the movies too because in that first movie, Ingen's never never named. The only reference to Ingen we get is the logo on the side of the helicopter. Um, there's no there's no real backstory to Hammond. Even in the Lost World, really, there's no backstory to him as well. So no, that 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 whole the whole uh, Lockwood story can exist there mm-hmm. because it didn't serve to be mentioned or come up in Jurassic Park and it didn't really serve to come up in The Lost World either. So it, it does have a place and I'm interested to see what they do with that and where they go with it. Um, mm-hmm. we, got the, uh, we got the black and white new Jurassic World logo coming out during the week as well. And... Um, I was jokingly posting that that maybe uh, that might have been Lockwood's idea to go with a world world scaled park, and Hammond wanted the safari, and that might have been what uh, what split the two up. But and then it makes you wonder too where Jurassic Park San Diego comes into it as well. Mm-hmm. Did, did was that was that constructed or thought of before the split? How how early on did the split happen? Well, we do know that Hammond was planning on expanding the Jurassic brand. In the first Jurassic Park movie, you can see um, in the lunch scene, there's, the, there's a projection of Jurassic Park Europe. There, you can see a part of the phrase Jurassic Park Europe behind them. There's so much good stuff in that lunchroom scene. It was only just recently <laughs> I realized that um, there's actually a picture of the visitor center set being built in there. It's only a split second. Someone's mm-hmm. someone's paused it just I think it's behind Malcolm's head or Gennaro's head, but just stuff like that that's in that scene. Um and of course as you said, yes, Jurassic Park Europe. 
Um, we know in the novel the, a lot of uh, Japanese investment into Jurassic Park, so you could assume there'd be a Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. Hong Kong or Singapore or Japan, or Tokyo or something like that as well. But how some of those locations would go with being on an island versus mainland, you'd think definitely Europe would have to be a mainland park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine it probably there would have been like a Mediterranean destination mm. where it's in that kind of tropics area in the south in the south of Europe where it stays kind of more warm more year round versus the Baltic or the Northern sea. Yeah. Yep. I suppose too, we do get some of that, a little bit of that environment on sauna. Um, mm-hmm. That's a bit of everything, but uh, yeah. And there's also the theory going around that uh, maybe he's been trying to make his own dinosaurs since and failing. And that's why we see that, uh, Ceratopsian in the official picture that's a little bit off. Um, oh, yeah. Or as Jack Horner calls it, a fakosaurus. So, mm-hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see see what happens out of that. Um, he's, probably, he's probably said a little bit too much there, but... Uh, <laughs> I've tried to keep it safe from human interference. The leak train's been running pretty thick and fast as well with uh, some set stuff over there. Um, mm-hmm. More of those... More of those containment cages we don't need to discuss what's in them no out of respect for universal we yeah. won't discuss something because universal's been going around asking people please stop sharing this hmm. and like, i think it's a good idea i mean i, I like to be surprised I, I just don't like unpleasant surprises you know yeah yep and it's good stuff like the cooler ranch stuff mm-hmm. yes you're seeing a, a like a pinewood structure you're not seeing what the set actually is yet anyway mm-hmm. um it's just it's a good it's good to see. Okay, they're filming in Hawaii, perfect. Um, whether the background plates are going to be Hawaii, whether it's going to be one of the islands, that'll be yet to be discovered until we see the film. But uh, but even just stuff like these trucks, very very old and roughed up, and none of this stuff's brand new, which has just got that Lost World vibe all over again. And it is interesting, <laughs> interesting to see on these uh, cages, they got the locking locking points on them that a container would have. So um, there should be a lot of them. They should be made to stack, stack on ships and that. So mm-hmm. that's one little detail I noticed. Look on the computer. But um, again, if you want to go into the nitty gritty and talk about what's in them and everything else, the photos are online. Um, just uh, keep your opinions to yourself, or find some, find some people that want to talk about the spoils and discuss it with them there. It's our last chance at redemption. Some fresh stuff coming out of Real News Hawaii. The um, we've got another set or set area over at uh, Hawaii. Uh, it's an air, old airstrip at uh, Puana Point. Apologies, mm-hmm. apologies for the uh, pronunciation of this stuff. <laughs> I'm sure it's spelt or it's uh, pronounced a lot differently. And I'm not even going to try the location name. Uh, check out Real News Hawaii's website or their uh, Facebook page, and you'll see the photo. It's just a uh, aerial photo of a set airstrip. Um, they comment it's big, it's familiar, it's Jurassic World too. I, we don't see any of that, luckily. But um, airstrip, airstrip tells me sauna, but um, I don't believe there's an airstrip on Nublar. I don't really want there to be an airstrip because that just adds more to that tiny island that doesn't need to be there. Um, but it does explain how so many people can come and go from Jurassic World mm-hmm. so often. Because those ferries, that's not the best way to get there. 
I just want to say that it's, it is does not appear to be the same airship from Jurassic Park three, uh, and that looks that was on a that was on a different island. I want to say that was on uh, Kauai. So, yeah, this is definitely a different area than the Isla Sona airstrip. Mm. I don't know if it's Isla Nublar or Costa Rica, but it's definitely not the one that we saw in Jurassic Park three. Yep. Yep, I wonder, uh, yeah, because those that uh, have seen the set photos for that airstrip on Sauna from Jurassic Park 3, uh, when they take off, they would have been taking off over a city and the beach. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but they they could uh, reuse the backing plate for it if it's, if it's going that way, or it could just be a uh, secluded airstrip. If it's even being used for an airstrip too, they might be just using the space and the... Um, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, the secluded area of it because it is on private property, so anyone going to have a look will be uh, breaking the law to take photos. So, mm-hmm. good luck with that one. <laughs> if that's it, we'll get straight into this week's minute. Sure. All right, let's do it. As we enter the 17th minute of the Lost World, Ian Malcolm's telling Kelly about her upcoming gymnastics competition and how she should be getting excited for it. That's 17 minutes and four seconds. Kelly takes a piece of paper back off Malcolm and says, Gymnastics? I got cut from the team, Dad. Thanks for noticing. 17 minutes and 13 seconds, Kelly says to Malcolm, You'd like to have kids, you just don't want to be with them, do you? Digging that knife in a little bit more. Ian turns and walks away, frustrated, and slams a chair into the table, saying, I'm not the one that left you here and split for Paris, so don't take it out on me. At 17 minutes and 25 seconds, we get our third call for Malcolm to come downstairs from Eddie Carr over the PA system. At 17 minutes and 30 seconds, Malcolm begins to walk out of the upstairs office, while turning to Kelly and saying, if you want some good parental advice, don't listen to me. At 17 minutes and 42 seconds, we cut back down to the factory floor, where an employee is working on the high hide. Eddie and Malcolm come over and ask how the workman's going here. And he tells him a line from the book. Specs say it can't deform at 12,000 PSI. And then just going to check it. At 17 minutes and 50 seconds, Eddie says, OK, let's check. Are we clear? And yells, are we clear? And Dean asks Eddie what it is. At 17 minutes and 54 seconds, Eddie explains that it's a high hide. It goes up and you hide high. And puts researchers where the dinosaurs are. And as the minute ends, Malcolm says, no, it puts him a very convenient biting height. And this ends the 18th minute of The Lost World. Alright, so we got the uh, the tail end of the gymnastic speech from the uh, last minute. And um, as we started to discuss then, she's got a competition coming up, yet uh, Kelly was cut from the team. Um, reasons unknown, it might be a number of things, nothing to do with skill. Also, we don't know what discipline in gymnastics she studies. Okay, later on we see her on the parallel bars in the uh, kiln shed. But um, again, something that's left ambiguous. We don't know why she was cut. We presume because she was no good. Um, and we are we are taking her word for the fact that she was cut and she didn't just quit to try and uh, mm-hmm. get attention from Ian. But it is Chekhov's gun. She's, we've got the gymnastics brought in here, and we know that's going to come back later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish there was something defense-wise. Eddie said the, char- the trailers had that come back later as well, but alas, it's a movie and we can't fit all that in. It's interesting also, as they uh, take turns insulting each other, 
um, the piece of paper with the babysitter's name gets passed back and forth as well as each insult's made. Possibly a little Spielberg trick there going on. Mm-hmm. And then she uh, really turns up that you like to have kids, but you just don't want to be with them. I may, I may be stepping out of line, but I think that would have got a smack if she was my child. <laughs> God damn it, it's not my fault. This is Malcolm says um, she split for Paris and uh, dumped Kelly on him. We don't know when that happened. I don't know how old she's... I suppose she's supposed to be probably 16, 17 here. Uh, I think younger. I think more 13, 14. Oh, okay. So she would have been 9 or 10 when Jurassic Park happened. Yeah. So I was thinking Mrs. Malcolm number 3, but this might be Mrs. Malcolm number 2 or 1. Yeah, we just don't have any ages on uh, the other kids, so we don't know where where Kelly come along, but... um... It's a, it's a good chance that the uh, the breakup happened before the Jurassic Park incident. And uh, he's good parental advice. Don't listen to me. Um, not Which... exactly sure how that how that leads into what she's about to do, but... Uh... I think it was supposed to be sarcasm. He was like, well, you're not going to listen to me anyway, so just don't bother listening to me. And it completely goes over her head, and of course she takes it literally. <laughs> yeah... We'll we'll get to that in the uh, in the next minute when we get to her in the trailers. But um, done a lot better in the book, in the novel, with how the uh, kids get to the islands. But um, back downstairs, high hide intro, and we get the line: uh, "Spec say it can deform at twelve thousand psi." So we just got to test it. Uh, direct line from the novel. Um, mm-hmm. I believe it's Eddie saying it to Fawn in the novel. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure what's meant to deform at 12,000 psi if it's the structure itself, um, because this one's winched up. It's not on struts or on legs like the one in the novel was. So, I'm well, not... in the script they're actually testing it in case it ever the winch ever breaks and it has to fall. Oh, that okay. They use, that they can use it as a cage to um, to kind of protect themselves if it ever in the event of a fall. So they're just testing out how how high they can get it how high they can kind of um, drop it from before it before the uh, before the cage starts deforming I need to rewatch the minute now because isn't the worker inside it when he's telling Eddie that I can't remember oh no no he's standing in front of it uh, but then he's yeah Eddie's asking if we're clear and he's still standing yeah. right beside it like yeah I suppose they've got a guide rope underneath it as well I didn't notice before too. Nick's there checking it out, taking mm-hmm. photos of it as it's going in the air. Interesting. Well, he is the documentarian. I'm sure you want to document that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they probably didn't, but it'd be kind of neat if they actually did have film in those cameras. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see the film just for just out of curiosity's sake. I'd love to see the pictures that they got. You know. It'd make for such such good. I've deleted scenes, oh, not deleted scenes, but behind the scenes stuff. Just yeah, I would. Because you'd have him filming while Spielberg's directing him. Um, mm-hmm. There'll be no no music, no no folly work, no special effects laid over it. Um, like even when that high hide goes up, they have a um, it sounds like a hydraulic ram sound effect going up mm-hmm. over it as well, and not not the winch 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 uh, noise if it's been winched up, but. Um, yeah, it would have been fun and just yeah, getting to see different angles um, of all this stuff. 
Like mm. it's just it's just good the way the way the the last minute was shot with or the minute before was shot with um, the high view over the trailers and the uh, M class Mercedes being worked on and even even then walking up beside it and now in the next minute Kelly's about to do a walk through as well and go to the rear of the trailer. It's just good to see all this stuff in different different angles. Um, but yeah, we get uh, Eddie describing what that it is to Malcolm. It's a high hide, you go up and you hide high. And it puts the researchers up where the trees are, <laughs> which uh, gives Malcolm his great line next minute. That's about it for the next minute. For this minute, we, uh, we're about to uh, get on the barge and head to Isosauna, whether it's mm-hmm. via Panama or via Costa Rica, <laughs> however they're getting there. When we get there, the... Um, the boat captain's Spanish, so it'd have to be a local, yeah. local barge. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, interesting thing is that a lot of people complained about how Eddie says here that it goes up with the trees, but when we actually see it in action later in the movie, it's higher above the trees. But if you ever actually go to the redwoods, that's how it is. You have a grove of like cedar trees that are like 100, 150 feet tall. And then you'll have one giant, really big sequoia redwood that's like 300 feet tall, and, is, and is, it's got 100 feet uh, it's got 100 feet on all the trees around it. Yeah, yep. So that's why I always at least imagined that that's what they did. They found a really, really big tree, a really big uh, redwood tree, and strung it up on that instead of just the little smaller trees around it. Well, there, then that's one interesting thing. Like here, they're obviously winching off a winch in the roof of the warehouse, but mm-hmm. later when they get there, they're either, well, it, when we get to the shot, it actually looks like Eddie's using the winch on the um, Mercedes to winch it up. Mm-hmm. Um, when I've got a winch on my car and the cable's only about 30 metres, so to uh, to get it to go up over or to get it over a branch high enough for all that, um, but we'll get to we'll we'll get to that when we get yeah. to that minute. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe on a rewatch, looking at a bit slower, things might become more clearer. But, uh, but yeah. So uh, that's it for minute eighteen. Anything you want to add, David? No, I'm good. All right. We'll get out of here until minute nineteen. We'll catch you later. All right. All right, guys. Let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website, thelostworldminute.com email feedback to the lost world minutes at gmail.com facebook the lost world minutes twitter at the lost world minutes and instagram the lost world minutes easy to remember yeah yeah very easy to remember (laughs) uh david thank you for joining me for this recording and uh we'll be back i've been brad i'm dave and uh we'll talk to you all later talk to you later bye it is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could only step aside and trust in nature, life will find a way. Dr. Malcolm, here to share a few campfire stories with my uncle. Another photo from uh, coming in from Hawaii. Yep, um, it's being built on an old airfield at oh, I don't even know. I'm trying to pronounce that. Per- <laughs>
Poena, Poena Point, Hallelujah. Hello, <laughs> uh, either way, we can apologise for butchering the name. Per, 